0: What's you just can't take it glimmer of hope, What's up, Rowett?
1: Hey, Aaron. Well, what is up?
0: You know, there, you know, it's pretty calm lately. There's been nothing going on except for a ton. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: nothing's happening in the world
0: at all. Zero. When we started this podcast, and we were like, "We're going to bring hope to all things hopeless," I really didn't think that there would be this much hopeless stuff.
1: I know. I mean, it's it's as as much as we have an endless stream of content. It's like, dude, calm down. Like there, there's, there's a lot, man. It seems to be never ending.
0: I know we have to like, we're moving a, a big thing about Ron Jeremy to next week because we don't have time to cover it this week. And usually Ron Jeremy would be he, top of the heap.
1: Yeah. He's page two, page three, may or maybe page <laughs> 69. You know, he's getting pushed <laughs> all the way back.
0: Yeah. He's page. Well, yes, he is. Uh, he is moving. Um, and again, if you enjoy this podcast, uh, please rate it. You just go on whatever app you're using, and you push like a star, and then we're it'll help us continue to do what we do and bring you all this brilliant, hopeful content. So do that, please. Yes. And or don't, but it would be cool yeah. if you did five stars. So just so like so like a news. Yeah, just like, exactly. It's like an Uber driver. Even if you don't love it, you still give it five stars. It's like all yeah. right, you got me here.
1: You don't want seat. us to rate you back poorly. Do you? So <laughs> yeah, now, now in the Apple store, you can rate your listeners. So, Oh yeah. And yeah. you know,
0: so we're, our listeners are fantastic. They all, but get if fives. we have, a, they all get fives, but if we yeah. get, if we see a one, we see you, we know who you are. <laughs> uh, so a little news from the quarantine. No news from the quarantine. How's your quarantine been going?
1: With- um, it's. We just got off of a work call. Um. It looks like we're not going back to the office anytime soon. Um, no. Yeah, and uh, I think overall, it's. I've spent way more time working at home than I have at the office this year. So now home is normal, office is not. So I think we formally made that transition.
0: And also, you know, the predictions of the of the, the coronavirus is going to magically go away and this isn't a real thing and everyone should just go and live their life that didn't work <laughs> oh. that that was a that was a fail on on the the people who whose idea it was to do that uh they they were wrong <laughs>
1: very it's not
0: funny it's just funny uh so can I just tell you something that just happened to me that there was in my news from the quarantine yeah uh so i was driving this morning and I'm on a small street, one of those streets where it's like there's cars on either side. And then you can go if there's just two cars. So I started going up the street. And then there's one of those giant mega trucks like that's bringing things to and from wherever. And uh, and the guy's coming my way and he like stops. And I'm like, oh, OK, he's stopping. I'm going to stop, too, because I can't get through. And then he starts like yelling at me. And I'm like, What? dude, you're in a giant big rig. I'm in a Prius. Like, like one of us has the bigger car here and you're getting mad at me right now for not moving. But I like, you're the like, it's like, I don't know what an example is. It's like, how can you, you're you're, you're the one with the freaking truck. And I would have just said that. I started saying that to him. Like, you're the one with the giant truck. It's like, a, a guy driving an airplane being mad at a kid with a paper airplane like so,
1: my yeah. prius is
0: the paper airplane
1: Aaron I must admit I belong to a uh, a Facebook group called yeah. left lane prius and all <laughs> it is this Facebook group is dedicated <laughs> to people taking pictures of priuses that are in the left lane in the passing lane holding up traffic now <laughs> i do wonder <laughs> Do you believe you may have been eligible for that group today, or was it all the truck's fault?
0: Ooh, now that you said that, I will take ten percent responsibility. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that sounds reasonable. That's reasonable. So, yeah. Yes.
1: Who, who knows? Maybe that. Maybe that truck driver put you on that group anyway today. Yo, uh, he
0: might have. He probably s- snapped a photo. He's like, "Look at this asshole," and and all. you know, I love Priuses because I don't have to fill up gas often, and I'm very lazy with that. So I will always stand by my Prius, but I guess today 10% was my fault. But 90% was that asshole truck driver who had to give me a yelling. And like, dude, you've got the big car. Like we just like in the, in the car hang down, you won.
1: Yeah. I mean, but did he, did he do the horn? Like the. Oh yeah. (laughs) Lots of it. (laughs) If I was a truck driver, I would do that all the time. Bicycles. the shit out of you like children everybody it was just like <laughs> my prius
0: pissed itself <laughs> <laughs> Started leaking coolant everywhere <laughs> yeah there's coolant it just i don't pretend that my prius is like a super manly car it's, you know he's he pissed himself so so that's my news from the quarantine and just to update the uh and your news too which is the, the, you have a hate group about my car uh, and you know what it, it's important to you're not going to
1: change unless you hear from people. And You know, it's important for us to always, you know, listen to everyone because everyone is feeling a bit of hopelessness. Everyone's feeling a bit of pain. And what we can do is bring them, if we bring them towards hope, you know, then maybe that is a point of commonality.
0: That would be, that's the goal with all of these and, and also to bring you the listeners hope. So with that, I guess we have to start with some hope <laughs> So, Rohit, you have something pretty hopeless. Yeah. So, um, this is,
1: uh, it's kind of a reversal of uh, fortunes. Now, there was a whole lot of controversy when... You know, the U.S. started banning travelers from China, and then they're banning travelers from the EU, and it's every is everybody's like, oh man, well, you know, America has to sort of you know protect themselves from any transmission of this virus. Okay, cool, we get it, but man, yeah. okay, but we're we it feels really weird banning travelers. Well, uh, today uh, the EU leadership is discussing whether they should ban Americans from traveling to Europe and this is one of the rare times in our lives where as Americans we are not allowed to go somewhere generally the places (laughs) that we can't go to are like North Korea I mean even though we can technically but it's not necessarily a friendly zone Um, some I think that might be it maybe there's some countries that are you know that aren't really friendlies with us in the Middle East but there's not a lot that's uh that's that's blocking uh, our American travel, and it's it's actually quite weird to think that we're not held in the highest regard anymore, and so I'm feeling like oh man, this means we won't be able to go to see Ina's family for Christmas this year, and we already Whoa, had to personally. have the wedding uh, for my friends uh, Casey and Sophia that we were going to go to. We were supposed to be there right now. They're supposed to get married tomorrow, um, in Mallorca in Spain. Um. And obviously that didn't happen. Now, if this travel ban is a real thing, I wonder how much it'll leave an impact next year to their rescheduled wedding. Um, so, because I think it's all dependent on how bad wave two gets with Corona. So help, help me find some hope.
0: All right. Well, f- to add to the hopelessness first, the, I believe when, I, I think this was on Bloomberg News, that we were the number one power in the world in 2016 Mm -hmm. and now we're ranked 10th so we are in general just not we've lost our power uh so have we become greater in the last four years not according to everyone else you know some people in our country think so but not according to everyone else so that's more hopelessness i'll add more hopelessness to that if you can handle more hopelessness bring it uh um, my cousin is in lives in New York, and he has a, a house in Sicily. And yesterday, he went to the airport. He had a flight to go to his house in Sicily, and he went to the airport. He went to customs, and they said nope, and he got denied, and he had to go right back home, bring all his luggage home. He was going to go for like a month or something. To Are his you house.
1: serious? He, he showed saved, up at the border
0: of. No, at the customs border here in J- oh. at JFK. Okay. And okay. with all his stuff to go for the month. And he was super excited to get out of, as he said, he always, he always texts me, our country sucks. And so he's wanted to get to Italy where he thinks that there's a lot more um, joy right now. even Like they've gotten over their big hump of the coronavirus. And so he wanted to get out of New York and he couldn't. He got turned away. Uh, so that be all being said so I just added hopelessness to you but there is hope and it's it's in voting and we come back to this a lot but the, the leadership of our country and you know some people will disagree with this but logically we've gone from first to tenth we can't, my cousin who has a house in Italy cannot go there um, your situation with Ina's family if you're if you think this is is us being a better country, then, you know, vote for that side. If you don't, if you're not too into what's what's happening right now in the leadership, then vote for the other side, because these are the types of things that keep happening to us. That That is I've been saying I was saying to my dad, I'm like, this is the first time that politics directly feel like they affect my day to day life. And so I think your your thing or or there's another bit of hope if people who don't like to travel and always have to come up with excuses now they don't have an excuse you know they can just say like i'm not i would love to go to india with you random friends but i can't because of the travel ban or i would love to go to uh france oh man the the louvre sounds amazing i'd love to see the mona lisa to random friends from random person who doesn't like to travel i can't though cuz the travel ban
1: I mean, yeah, although I I truly love to travel. I am feeling so itchy that I'm like, man, this is like the longest I've gone, like, without being on a flight. Like, it's been, you a know, long.
0: we can't go. We can't go to New York. Dude. Yeah. We're not like, allowed in New York from California.
1: I, wonder, I might not even be able to go in for Thanksgiving. Who knows how this will be in a few months? You know, like this. Is, that is
0: now that is after the election. There could by then be some changing going on. We don't know. We'll see. But yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean,
1: yeah, it. this is a developing topic. We're going to actually get to find out if that ban is enforced by next week's episode. Because uh, it's happening as we speak. Um, but yeah, um, I think maybe there's a bit of hopelessness for your friend, though, uh, that got turned away and couldn't go it's to It's actually Italy, my cousin. Oh, your he, cousin. Yeah. Um, that can't go. Italy does have horribly slow internet.
0: So, (laughs) so he's, uh, he, yeah, he's like, it's like the people who don't like to travel and always have to make excuses. And so now like, but the problem is I think in Italy he'd use that excuse for work purposes. So, Uh, so there's a lot of hopelessness here, but again, I, the, the main hope comes to, I think people who don't like to travel and now they have that built in excuse. It's just like people right now who don't like crowds. And like people say, please will you come to X event? Well, now there one aren't any events, and two, if there were, you know they say I'd love for you to come join us at this birthday party. Corona.
1: Well, I guess a W for other people is still a W, even though it's not for me. Cool. So we'll, we'll, not everything's
0: we'll, always about you, Rohit. Just know, because, which, just because you're saying that you know it's not all about you, which sucks. <laughs> but, so. All right, let's hope Gong that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right Time uh, for our next segment so it is our favorite segment about k-pop uh, by our favorite band that we are learning more and more of their music by the day because of how relevant they are we came into this show not knowing any of their songs so i'm going to play again a little snippet of, of their song stay gold which is their newest
1: Let's of, oh baby.
0: That's BTS, and so my question to you, Rohit, is based on what what you saw that happened in Tulsa and what happened with the crowd situation and the BTS fans. I want to know your your thoughts on on how like these worlds of ours collided. Well, I mean, so I'm this isn't sh- guess the BTS. It's a uh, it's. Row hits in, Intel on the BT.
1: Yes, so I think one, it was this just opened up the new Cold War, right? The Cold War used to be fought with stockpiles of nuclear armaments. Now it is being fought with droves of trolls, <laughs> and I think that it is something that is really, really powerful. Um,
0: you know, not trolls been, world tour. Trolls no. World Tour, a different type of troll.
1: Different, different, sort of different type of troll. Um, but I think that, to me, I am so impressed that people are now using, you know, the art of trolling to literally alter geopolitical situations. Okay? So now, what you can, on one side, you can say, well, that's hilarious. They use the internet. You know, these were open invites. You know, all the K-pop fans that... That signed up for seats uh, at Donald Trump's rally in Tulsa (laughs) that ended up, you know, there was over a million responses. And in the end, there's only 6,500 people that showed up to the arena, to a half empty arena. So you could say that they definitely, um, you know, with all the volume numbers, it turned people away that would have wanted to go say, oh, there's too many people. I'll never get in. So, yeah, they they, they took hubris and then they flipped it and, and caused an empty rally. (laughs) However, I think it's hilarious. However, this, when I'm saying something about the Cold War, now what this actually is, is you can argue this is technically foreign interference in American elections. If it wasn't okay when Russia was doing this, when Russia was putting out fake news, when Russia was like trying to steer our elections, this is just that happening all over again, right? And while it is funny, Okay, that one with Russia, that's at least it, you know, you could say, oh, that's fake or that's not fake. You can try and figure that out. But now what this does, this actually prevents people, whether we agree with them or disagreeing with them. This prevents people from attending a political rally. And while it was it was funny because of who it came from, this is only the first thing. Imagine what happens when it is to Biden rallies. Imagine what happens when the internet attacks both sides. This was not, I think, this was, this, this was actually like a major, major step to I think a really dangerous time in American and global politics. So I, while, like I said, I don't mean to end on that morose note, but this is something for us to really, really sort of step back and be like, funny, but holy shit. It's no holds barred now.
0: So can I, can I be devil's advocate here about this? Sure. Um, because I hear, I mean, foreign interference in elections is wrong and bad. We don't want that. But was this? And here's my reason why. Everyone, all these people registered, that didn't prevent anyone from not going. There were still only 6,200 people that showed up to go. So it didn't prevent cuz there was going to be an outdoor extra rally that got canceled. So there was going to be double rally and an outdoor one and an indoor one and only 6200 people showed up period. So this wasn't interf- this was interference in that it was funny because it it made we like these 15, 12-year-olds you know the the Trump administration was bragging about the crowds that were going to come. So it was funny in the regard that they beat, they beat the president of the United States, but they, the fans of Trump all still could have gone, and, but they didn't go. They just didn't show up. And I think part of that is the coronavirus, That people this, this no-mask rhetoric. People just don't want to risk their lives to go see someone speak. And then I think part of it is there, there might be a, a lessening enthusiasm for some of the actions that are going on right now. And the enthusiasm in, I guarantee you, in 2016, no matter how many K-pop people wanted to say they signed up, all the Trump supporters would have been there in droves, and they just weren't there.
1: I'll, 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 let me, I don't know, man. Let's just say there's a new sneaker drop, or let's say there's a huge film that you've been waiting for, okay? And they says, okay, listen, you know, there's, there's a big arena. We're going to play it, and there's going to be an outside stage. Oh crap, a million people signed up. I'm not, I'm not going to get in. Why would I make that trip? Why would I go all the way there from other States fly in? If I'm not even good, it's going to be the slimmest chance that I could even be part of that. Like I, like, I don't think that, you know, the, the, I don't think it's a good thing for us to bat that off and say, Oh, it's totally fine. Because when it happens to the democratic nominee, that is it, 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 this is just the first shot fired, you know, and I think that um, uh, I don't know. I think it's, it sets a dangerous precedent Um, and but it's, it's a new era. I guess it was bound to happen regardless. <laughs> and I still um, think it's funny. <laughs> it, it is. It is the 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 whole thing is that candidates are meant to be accessible to people. Right. Candidates are meant to be able to like have grassroots causes. If you then have to then like put blocks from people being able to see their candidate in order to prevent trolling like this. And even then the trolling then still like takes up like all those, you know, they find ways in. What you are doing is you are literally blocking democracy because people cannot go see and support a candidate or hear what they have to say. And that, and that works both ways. It's like, you know, it's always say, it's like, you know, there's, if you, if there is a breaking of people's civil rights, it, the, the standard should be applied both ways because, you know, everybody deserves the right to be able to, to participate in a political process. So while this was a form of political protest, it was a dangerous one because you know, for a fact, it's going to happen the other way now.
0: Yeah, I also well, I, I don't actually I don't think so in this way, because I do think what was happening in this situation was there, there's been a disregard by some of the leadership for the Trump campaign to about the coronavirus and masks and and, and people's health. And this was a perfect example of that. So I don't think on the, uh, you know, Biden is ju- what did he just he just said if he was president, he would make it a federal mandate that if you were in indoors, you'd have to be wearing a mask uh, and at a, any public space. And Trump's been discounting this whole mask thing. So I actually think what they did weirdly is helped his campaign because way less people went into that arena, which means way less people are going to get sick or die from this coronavirus. Because they didn't go in there in the first place to hurt themselves, and so it actually might have helped save some lives. Whoa, there's Uh so many points of view. This shows that there's just lots of gray area in lots of things and lots of points of view.
1: Yeah, and and like I said, there is, and this is such a fascinating topic. And I don't think the next strike is going to come from the Republicans and their gang of musical fans of whatever genre. (laughs) It's it's it could come something. It could be something much more sophisticated. Way, yep. way more that we might not even find out about till it's well after. So it's just like, okay, gloves came off. Um, and already I think we have a very weak Democratic candidate that I don't think that they can afford to to play fire, fight fire with fire. So we'll see what happens. Um, but let's 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 uh, it's gonna be an interesting few months.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. And yeah. uh, so speaking of BTS and divide, uh, I I I'm gonna read two things. So, yesterday, there was a a interview with uh, Fox News uh, correspondent, Sean Hannity and President Trump. And I wanna read this, and then I'm gonna read something that I saw in my Twitter feed, which was an exchange. About, by some Trump supporters. And then I'm just curious how I can get hope from these two incidences. Instances, right. Incidences. Instances, incidences. size incidencies. Did I say it right? Incidence. I. Okay, cool. Yes. Ready? So this is the, what happened. Sean Hannity asked Trump this question. <clears throat> Sean Hannity. I, I don't out do an impression of him. If you, here in 131 days from now at some point in the night or early morning we can now project donald j trump has been re-elected the 45th president of the united states let's talk what's at stake in this election as you compare and contrast and what are your top priority items for a second term in my opinion a very valid question i'm curious the answer right sure uh so trump responded well one of the th- Things that we really will be really great. You know, the, the word experience is still good. Experience. I always say talent is more important than experience. I've always said that. But the word experience, experience is a very important word. It's a very important meaning. I never did this before. I never slept over in Washington. I was in Washington, I think, like 17 times. 17. All of a sudden, I'm the president of the United States. You know the story. I'm riding on Pennsylvania Avenue with our first lady, and I say this is great, but I didn't know how many people in Washington. It wasn't my thing. I'm from Manhattan, Manhattan, New York, from New York. I know everybody, and I have have great people in the administration. You make some mistakes like you do with an idiot like Bolton, a Bolton dunce. All he wanted to do is drop bombs on everybody. You don't have to drop bombs on everybody. You don't have to kill people. That was his response to what he wants to do in his second term. What?
1: Is that real? I felt
0: it is 100% real. So can I read a second thing? And then I would like help and hope because this made me feel hopeless. And this, you know, in this case, that's Trump's plan if he wins. Um, this is the second piece that made me feel hopeless. So I saw on my feed there was someone wrote, "Can I get an amen?" And it says, "Here's the real virus trying to destroy America. Wake up, people!" And it's Nancy Pelosi. It's like a uh, it looks like a white supremacist type rally where they're holding these torches. Adam Schiff has a noose that he's holding. Uh, Chuck Schumer has a big like fork thing, like a one of those forks that you do when you're marching. Uh, there's AOC in there, Bernie Sanders, and they're all marching. And and uh, Mitt Romney's in there holding a torch. And so then I, I was like, well, so what are the comments to this? Because this just seems super racist.
1: So who posted this?
0: Someone on that I won't name that's they that was going around on Twitter. Okay. so then the comments were where's Mitt Romney he should be in this crowd too and then the person who posted no he has still 2% Republican and you had to be thoroughbred to be in this picture meaning thoroughbred n- Democrat uh-huh. then someone wrote amen and then a fourth person wrote he is right behind Nancy Pelosi's left hand shoulder and this made me feel extra hopeless because Hearing what Trump just said about his plans was to me, I don't know what he said, and then seeing that this is what at the same time people are saying you know their support for him, and they literally didn't know that the guy who was the Republican candidate, but right before Trump, who's a senator now, who's pretty damn famous, uh was right in the front of the picture. he's like the first person you see. And they were like, had no idea that that's who he was. So I felt double hopelessness here, Rohit, because I don't really know what Trump said. And then I don't really under- think that these people know what their, who their people are.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, we, a, that, that's a lot to unpack right there. Um,
0: it's also it's- the same concept. You see, it's like. He says things that to me are unintelligible and then the fans write things that are racist and unintelligible. So it just, it did. I don't, I feel hopeless. Please help.
1: Um, well, the good thing is the, the caricatures are drawing themselves, right? The fact that, you know, you don't need to try and find the crazy it is just crazy. However, this is sort of normalizing crazy a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Trump transcript reminded me of that that meme, where that kid he's like, um, like, have you ever had a dream that that that? Do you remember that Hell one? Oh yeah.
0: Have you ever had a dream that that you um you had you what you, you could you do you what you want you you could do so you you do you could you you want you want him to do you so much you could do anything
1: it's that clip um that seems to be a very strong just as a strong of a term to platform that i've heard from our current president in chief or commander in chief yeah um so like i said i have i've said it from the beginning i have hope for memes This is the meme election, (laughs) and they're getting spicy. Um, These sound clips are brilliant. Um, We will laugh harder than we've ever laughed um, as we march towards November, even in these horrible, painful times. Um, I'm grateful that we have a president and an administration and a group of people that are so open to making jokes of themselves
0: that <laughs> it is it's funny. Like Yeah, it's you're funny. right. So basically you gotta laugh.
1: You gotta laugh. You know, there's there's a, a really thin line between tragedy and comedy. And it's up to the
0: individual for where they place that line. It's like the forty year old virgin, a tragedy that turned into a comedy.
1: I I guess so. I, I haven't heard the comparison to a forty year old virgin um with Me neither. I just administration made it up. <laughs> until right now.
0: Great. This is uh. the forty year old virgin. Um all right. So the the com- just I should embrace the comedy in it because it is it sounds like a parody. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah.
1: I think, all I right, think the true tragedy is, is this this, is, this puts a South Park writers out of work. Because
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, it's just like Mike Judge who made Idiocracy and Beavis and Butthead but Idiocracy is some of this is like he wouldn't have even been able to write this it's so so yeah so it's new fodder let's laugh hope Gong. <laughs> <laughs> you know what can you do that's
1: a perfect transition to hopeless TV
0: so I watched uh, the film Hustlers do you know about this film
1: it was the worst film I saw in the calendar year of 2019. Wow, really? It was a piece of shit.
0: So can I ask you before I say what I felt hopeless about what you why you hated it?
1: Uh okay, I know we don't have an hour, but I'm just going to list them. Horrible acting. It was like Jennifer Lopez was like in a music video the whole time. The whole idea of yeah, we're going to like take advantage of People that have done us no direct harm and we're gonna rob people. You're glorifying that. You're glorifying a lot of horrible things. You have horrible parenting that's seen as not harmful. I think it was just a trash movie. All the the cuts, like and like the editing was awful. It seemed really amateur. And I and honestly, it was I felt so much stupider after having watched it. And I was proud of myself for not turning it off about 20 minutes into it.
0: Okay. So, that's an opinion. I <laughs> I enjoyed the film, but I think for the wrong reasons. And so that's uh-huh. why I felt ho- this was hopeless TV, and uh-huh. I'll tell you why. When I was in, you know, college and stuff, I was surrounded by a lot of these Wall Street guys. I was friends with some of them. And the movie's about these these strippers who end up taking advantage of these Wall Street guys who are just who are just like They just want to spend money and show how much money they have, cheat on their wives, go hang out at Scores was the strip club. I don't think they said it in the movie, but that was the one. And I knew people that went there. I actually went there before, and it was – I think it's gone now. But it was um, – what gave me hope in it is a lot of these money people who are controlling a lot of what's going on right now were the people that were the the people who got taken advantage of in the movie. So I found myself rooting for these people to like get drained of some of their money because in general right now like that's been a I just think that the big money that's been running our country of late is is more apparent to me than ever. And so I guess I took the movie completely away from the movie and just was putting it in current in in my college era where I had no money and other people did. And then to now where it's like, it feels like these rich, rich people just want more and more money while everyone else suffers. Yeah. For me,
1: I had the exact, I know we were supposed to root for, for the girls, like, you know, robbing all the dudes. And it was very much like an eat the rich mentality. And my response is like, fuck off. You broke ass. Like just like, fuck you so yeah i, I was more I just
0: rooting against the dudes i yeah. just wanted every dude to like to just fail yeah I, yeah it's
1: i hated everybody in the film literally everybody was terrible even the news reporter <laughs> played by the girl that was in all those dancing movies oh julia styles yes yes she sucked too um everybody said it, hated so, it. So
0: basically Hustlers is just hopeless in all ways, except yes. I found hope because I took a different message from it and enjoyed the uh the big business message that it had that it actually didn't have, but in my head it had it. Yeah. I gave it as a zero out of ten. My my cousin, who's twelve in Toronto, uh wanted to play. So this is, is hopeless TV, but it's hopeless video game TV. Um he really wanted to play. NBA 2K and MLB the show with me. I can't I mean I could go to Toronto. I'm I'm a Canadian citizen, but I can't go there. He's my little cousin. I stay there all the time when I'm in Toronto. And so he wanted me to set up so that I could play him on the PS4. He actually got a PS4 just so he could play. <laughs> and I've been busy with different things. So I but I got the headset. I got the everything ready so I could play him in the in the games. And I could not for, I felt totally hopeless and I felt like it's, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Well, I think he's in sixth or seventh grade, but are you smarter than a sixth grader? No, I'm not. I needed his help every step of the way to get it set up so that I could play him on the game and use the headset. And I still couldn't get the headset to work because I'd bought the wrong headset. So I ended up like using my phone and I was on a WhatsApp call with him with my headset and then we finally got it to work after like an hour of him guiding me step by step how to set it up so that we could play NBA 2K is the game we played. And so we got it going. And then like I always do, I start talking trash to him like like we're the same age and stuff. And he give, dishes it right back, which is funny. And then he beat me like 35 to 6. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a football score, Aaron. <laughs> yeah.
0: And and he always says, like, like what are you looking at now after he drops a three? And then I'll put up a three and be like, look at that at brick. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just a disaster. And I felt like such a lesser person. And then since then, he's been saying, uh, well, let's go again. Let's go again. And I'm terrified of playing him again because I'm just going to get – to lose. And then I said, I tried to pull rank. And I said, Well, next time, because you know, we had a guest on our show, Jewel Lloyd, who is on the Seattle Storm. So I'm going to be the Seattle Storm and I'm going to beat you with them. And then he just keeps saying, Bring bring it. I, I know how to play the WNBA too. So that's our next game is gonna be I'm gonna be the Seattle Storm, and he's gonna be, I believe, the Minnesota Lynx.
1: Please do Jewel Proud. Please don't embarrass her. I know. Uh, on your behalf. So uh, she's, she's so listening. Cool. She, um, she, we apologize in advance. If Aaron's about to get smacked down with you and your team in NBA 2K.
0: Um, yeah. And, and they won the, ch- they're the best yeah. w- NBA team because They won the championship. They have the, the legendary Sue bird on the team as jewel talked mm-hmm. about on our show. So, and her, she's like two of the best players. So I mm-hmm. hope I don't suck too much and can also uh-huh. figure out how to set it up.
1: Good luck, good
0: luck, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there no comes a certain
1: age. It. There comes a certain age when we are now the old people in video games. I'd like to think yeah. I'm not there yet, but I'm pretty close.
0: Um, yeah, I. I so, all right. So, speaking of, so that, so speaking of hopeless TV, uh, I believe you have a topic that involves the Gap, the store. Yes,
1: which has nothing to do with TV. However, Zero. it has something to do with Kanye West. Kanye West and the Gap struck a ten-year deal. Who's Kanye West again? I'm Kanye West. I'm just he's, kidding. <laughs> he, he's a very famous sermon guy. Um, yeah. He's a so, preacher. Yes. He's a preacher. So, you know, you might know him from Sunday service. Um, yep. So there's going to be a new apparel line called Yeezy Gap. Um, and <laughs> wait, what? that's real. Oh, it's 100% real. So, Yeezy Kanye, Gap? Yep, Yeezy Gap. And then you take the the Gap logo, which is actually pretty cool, the GAP, the, the it's like with the white type knocked out in the blue block and it just mm-hmm. says uh YZE. Okay. So I think that's kind of cool. However, <laughs> I actually I feel kind of hopeless for Kanye here. I mean, while Gap's annual earnings are about 4 billion a year, they're expecting the Yeezy Uh, line to actually give it another billion that's an enormous enormous jump in profitability especially for a retailer that has been seeing seeing like year over year like just declining profits you know the gap kind of stopped being cool it kind of goes through waves right it was cool in the 80s It was cool in the mid 90s um Mm -hmm. it hasn't really come back yet um its stock is up 36 percent today since it was announced which is really insane But what I'm hopeless about is that Kanye has built himself a sort of high-end fashion empire. And I'm wondering if this line with Gap is going to reduce the value of what I think is an extremely cool brand by making it accessible. We already saw valiant efforts by Stefan Marbury, you know, for him to make a $10 sneaker or a $20 sneaker um, that that Nike just crushed. And, you know, it's like when people are trying to make cool things accessible sadly it doesn't work out for the creator now i still like kanye and i still respect the hell out of him and i just wonder yes he's gonna be making money but is was this wise for him
0: so i think yes one hundred thousand percent, it was wise for him and it's probably why the stock market or the stock of gap went up and here's why i think it was wise we're in a recession right now that's leading toward a depression People are gonna need cheap, cool things in order to like get new stuff. So it's you know, shopping at Nordstroms or at one of the higher end places where you're paying a hundred bucks a shirt isn't gonna be feasible for a lot of people. But being able to be feel like you're connected to a uh, Kanye West who has done some of the craziest stuff ever over the years and just remains popular, um, and i've seen him live a lot of times actually and so i think people are going to be like cool i can't go see him live i can't go be a part of this or that with him but i love the guy i'm so such a big fan now i can be a part of this for 20 bucks instead of i can wear something of his for 20 bucks instead of what most celebrity fashion uh things are uh that's a good, that shows how much I know about fashion. Most celebrity fashion things are expensive Collabs. and this yeah. isn't. Yeah, So yeah. I think that that's hope that it's going to be accessible to so many people.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, I think even like kids shouldn't be spending $300 on a pair of Yeezys or Virgil Abloh off whites, you know, no. like they shouldn't unless you especially have especially during dough. a recession. And, yeah. depression. and so maybe it's cool. Maybe. Yeah. I think I'm just like, oh, what are you doing for your brand, Kanye? Oh. And, you know, and I think you're right, though. I think maybe that, that uh, you know, looking out so everybody can afford some Yeezy, I think that's cool. All right. I'm convinced. Hope Gong. I'm convinced. Gong that shit. Hope
0: Hope Gong. Gong. A big, throbbing Hope Gong. A big, throbbing, yep. A Ron Jeremy Hope Gong.
1: All right. And Aaron, our last topic before we get to Hope in
0: 60 Seconds. Yes. So... I was watching a little bit of the Arizona. uh, President Trump had a rally in Arizona after the Tulsa one at a church. So there was no way to uh, do any of the stuff that happened in Tulsa because it was at a church. It was a small, you know, probably had a thousand seats or two thousand seats. And so I happened to be watching the part where he brought up two kids or not kids, like young adults. They're probably about 22-ish, 21, 22. And they started talking about, they were like white, nice suits, and had I had no idea who they were. And they started talking about how hard their life has been and how much persecution they've had as white conservatives. And they said, we aren't chokers. Uh, we're going to push through this. And then the first kid kept talking about how hard it's been for in his life as a white conservative and how much he's been persecuted as a white guy. And I'm like, hmm, okay, this seems interesting right now, especially. And then at the end, and it, it, uh, President Trump says, and I would love to thank uh, Dan, uh, Dan Bishop's son, Jack Bishop, for coming up and doing that speech. That was very brave of you. Now, for those who don't know, Dan Bishop is a congressman in North Carolina who banned uh, bathrooms for same-sex bathrooms. So this was the son of a very wealthy, you know, of a wealthy family and a congressman who works for Trump. And I was like, okay, any sympathy I had for you and whatever you just said... Went out the window because you're just you like literally your dad works for Trump and has done some things that I think are just vile about persecuting people. So that went out. And then there was a second guy who came out and he was also from they went to NC State, both these kids. And he said, I've also been persecuted so much. I've had such a tough life. People just don't understand me. And when we have tried to give our rally a white conservative rally, we've been drowned out by voices so they can't even hear us. And he was just like, this has been just so hard for us as white men, as white Christian males. And then, and he said, and on top of it, I sometimes get made fun of because I'm balding. And it's just so hard to, for my in my life to be balding and a white conservative in this country. And then Trump came on and said, you know, I might have to defund that college now. And I, this whole thing just was like so tone deaf and made me feel really hopeless about the youth of America. (laughs) And I just was like, what? Huh? What did I just watch? So help me.
1: Yeah. I mean, no matter how wrong somebody is, I think voices should be heard. And they were, and they were, they were like, it was on
0: TV. It was, They were very hard.
1: And, you know, I will say there is this, you know, this thing on college campuses that is, you know, it generally, you know, with, with the younger group, it's, you know, if you are, I don't think all conservative people are racist. I don't think all like liberal people are communists. You know, I think that most people are good people that have varying shades of gray that, that differentiate themselves. Some people choose to associate with certain groups for some reasons, some for reasons of hate, other reasons of, oh, the economy, this and that. Doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it wrong. I mean, a lot of it makes it wrong. But when this kid is, he, it truly is an extremely tone deaf thing for him to say. It is almost like I've never seen like it's, it's really, I mean, that drives a lot of racism is that people that have advantages in life feel that their God given rights are being eroded by others. And so like that, that screams a lot of this. Um, However, I think if someone says that they feel like they're being persecuted, I think history has taught us, even if we disagree with them, we at least need to try and hear why. And then because it's going to be listening, even though we don't agree with it, it's going to be listening. That is then going to get us to a place where like a discussion. It's like, listen, buddy, I know you think you feel persecuted. And here's why I understand why that's happening, but it's because of X, Y, and Z. And then, right. you know, I think that is that conversational start. I think where I see that is that that conversation is almost no longer allowed to happen. Right. And it is completely unacceptable because, you know, it's even if somebody's not racist, it, a lot of times, you know, just I, and I can say this to someone that's not a white man, um, is that a times so people's like, oh, like kill all white men, fuck white men. It's like that's that's dumb. That's really stupid shit. Um, and nobody actually wants to kill all of them. But I can understand how if if we're striving for a world of equality, when people persecute back it doesn't help um, so I'm not agreeing that this guy necessarily was persecuted but I can almost see how he, f- he is convinced he was um, I think the hope from here comes that people aren't being given a free pass because of their skin color anymore right they aren't yep. you know I mean at least it the idea is that you're nobody's given a free pass um, and the people that have held the most power are understanding and getting a bit of the understanding kind of like the pain that minorities have gone through. Um, and if, if he's saying that he feels pretty if he's saying that he feels unheard and he's saying like, this is, this is might be the best lesson for him because this is how minorities have been feeling this whole time. And hopefully we can get to a point one day in our lifetime where everybody feels equal. I don't know if we will. And
0: I guess that, I guess what you're like, that's why I'm glad on this show we have people from all different backgrounds And are going to be having more of those conversations because the conversations have to happen. And while this to me was pretty offensive, like tone deaf and just like, like, as you said, it's, but if it, if it leads to at least a lesson in some understanding, which it didn't seem like it was going to, but if it does, and they realize like, oh, this is what it's like to feel ostracized, to feel persecuted for being a person who has brown skin, like you've talked about, or me, a person who's Jewish, who have been anti, I've been anti-Semitically persecuted in my life. But I'm also white, so I don't know what it's like to have different colored skin. So if this can lead to more of those conversations and understandings, then I think that's fantastic. Then I feel hope. If it doesn't, you know, we, we got to listen to each other, and but we also have to make sure everyone has the open mind.
1: Yeah, and it's always, you know, you don't want to censor bad speech beat bad speech with better speech
0: so better speech yes so all um, right i'll hope gong it i feel hopefully that people will be learning from it because it's like all right everyone yeah. you know everyone can feel this persecution now and feel what it's like so you can understand so we can stop it
1: yep all right hope um. now- in 67 it's oh. time for Hope Boom. in 60 Seconds. This is everybody's favorite segment. At least it's one of our top five favorite segments of everybody on the show. Yeah. Um, and this is where we give each other 60 seconds to solve a problem. Um, and that 60 seconds includes a time that we take to set it up. Aaron, you're going to kick us off. I'm going to start the timer. You are going,
0: hold on one second.
1: Um, you are going to be up
0: now. I feel real hopeless because I read this article that had a quote from The Art of the Deal, the book that Trump wrote that was a big book, and he said it's his second favorite book. Behind the Bible His quote was Most people are surprised By the way I work I play it very loose I don't carry a briefcase I try not to schedule Too many meetings I leave my door open You can be Can't be imaginative Or entrepreneurial If you've got too much structure I prefer to come to work each day And just see what develops And to me that made me feel That wasn't a leader That was a socialite talking Who's like I have no repercussions For my actions So I'm just going to do Whatever the heck I want Give me hope
1: Okay so here's the hope Is that I sometimes Have lazy tendencies too He just openly admitted Being to that one guy You never want to get team up with and the class project um, and he became president so what that means is I work pretty hard but sometimes I hit lazy moments so if the president can get become president and not do anything then <laughs> I can do anything
0: we all can do anything. We all can yes. be everything we want to be. Yes. You can be all the Okay, that's hope. We can all do it. we can we can be everything as long as we have a ton of money and just get money every every single year. If we, if we get 15 million dollars a year, we can be all that we want to be. Yep, hope it's hope
1: It's that simple. <laughs> it's that um simple. all right. Now this it's my topic. Yes. And so Right now, the challenge is every city, everywhere, every town, fireworks are going off like crazy. I would love this because I love fireworks, except for that my nine-year-old dog, Lego, is now too scared to use the bathroom throughout the entire day. I'm scared he's going to get a kidney infection and die because of the he's like too like literally too afraid to use the bathroom. Um, and I can't set something up inside the house because he's a pick up your leg and pee kind of dog. Um, <laughs> so it means he goes on the wall. So I don't know what to do. And he's already um, on CBD too, so that doesn't help.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, my hope for you is Lego's an amazing dog You've compared him to me In a previous episode And so I feel like we're one and the same And I at first was also like Oh my gosh, fireworks everywhere Those bombs, those bombs And then I've, I've embraced it and started to enjoy it So I think the more you can show Lego That the fireworks are actually these pretty glistening things And hold him there and let him embrace it Then we'll be the same again And we'll both overcome our fear of this
1: You know what? That's actually the same thing that our vet said, and I will admit we did do it a, a little bit last night, so maybe maybe it'll work. So: I'll, If it works in. for a
0: wolf, it works for a dog.
1: That's worth a gong in itself.
0: <laughs> Boom. All right. All right.
1: Topic. Aaron, you are up. Go.
0: I always thought the Segway was really cool, the thing that you wrote. I wrote it a few times. I loved when I'd see Segway tours, and the Segway's gone. it's out of business. They're done. I feel sad.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, my response is it is truly a dark day when we're not going to have those dorky things with people with helmets riding them up on like Santa Monica. Um, Segways are literally the corniest um, uh, sort of tourist uh, vehicles I've ever seen. My sadness comes, I also will never have gotten to ride one. But the hope is that the Segway company still lives on with all the electric scooters. And some of the other vehicles that they're going to have. So that means one day we may see the return of the elusive stand up Segway, maybe in a different iteration, or maybe that's going to be the thing like WALL-E, how everybody gets around by floating. So maybe it it takes us to lose this Segway to get an amazing one in the future.
0: I, I feel hope and I cannot wait because when I rode one Segway a while ago, On Sunset Boulevard Someone had one And I was like Can I ride it? And I was really drunk And I fell off it So I can tell my grandkids That I once fell off The original Segway While they are riding The new better Segway
1: Love it Yes Yes Yeah Yeah. It's like you rode a horse Before they drove a
0: car So Right Um, And fell off the horse uh (laughs) Hope gone So Uh speaking of Segways this is the NBA and
1: coronavirus. The NBA season with like 24 teams, I think, uh, is set to begin in another week or two. Um, and what happened was we had 16 out of 302 NBA players that are active and eligible to play have been tested positive for coronavirus. We don't know who most of them are because it's privacy, medical. Um, my hopelessness is that, oh man, might we not get an end? NBA season now because of wave two and all these players getting it.
0: So I think that it's 50 50 at best that we get an NBA season. The hope that I feel is a lot of these players have stood up and said, they don't want to be the black entertainers running around on the court while this black lives matter movement is happening and they don't want to be the, the distraction. So if the NBA, it takes the hit and doesn't happen, but we get change in the country. Because these people instead use their voices to stand up for the change, then it's worth it. Oh,
1: you, you zagged on that one. I didn't even. Ex- okay, okay. So it's like let's sacrifice sports for for justice. I'll take that. Um, And then, I zagged. You, you, know, you zigged. Yeah. I zagged. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking. Oh, well, I guess you know, if we don't get NBA, then maybe we'll get something better. Um, Okay, and the last one. Well, let's hope Gong. Hope Gong. Right. Oh yes, hope Gong that.
0: Yes and the last one Are you ready i am ready to go all right so someone named jaden mcneil who is a leading who is i won't say who he is yet he wrote this <clears throat> this tweet congratulations to george floyd being on being drug free for an entire month and then i looked up who he was and he is a his twitter handle says President and founder of a conservative thing at college, Christian conservative, and MAGA. And I felt hopeless by that tweet, which I think he meant as a joke.
1: Oh, he definitely meant that as a joke. But you know what? Um, You now know that this person will no longer be employable before he even got a chance to enter the workforce. Like that's the thing. Free speech is great because the idiots out themselves So he just actually now you're not even like that. That's just one less spot for people to review resumes. That's going to be taken up by people like him because he is going to be not even considered the second uh, he tries to get into a real job.
0: Uh, (laughs) And I feel hope. And then I just read one response. It was by uh, Will. I am who we as we all know is part of the black eyed peas. He said, His response was, I know who you are. I see you on campus. Your ass is mine. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's so you're right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He just raised his hand to say, I just wanted to destroy my life.
0: Here goes. It goes with that, with that completely unfunny joke. So user submissions. Are you ready?
1: Yes. I can't wait to hear from the people.
0: So this is Christina from Maine uh, said, how is the logic party, which we actually haven't brought up this week, but how is the logic party, which is our, you're neither left nor right. We're all about logic. That's the tagline. It's our party of choice. Uh, And so she said, how is the logic party, neither conservative or liberal? How can you be neither? So Rohit, do you want to answer Christina? Yeah. So I think the idea
1: of, Left versus right is quite an outdated uh, sort of uh, way to approach things. So you got the political... Compass, which you'll see on Twitter and Instagram and Reddit, um, where it's got almost a grid, a four-quadrant grid, where the top half of the grid is authoritarian, the bottom half is libertarian, then the left half is left, and the right half is right. And they say generally people will fit somewhere along this grid versus a left to right spectrum. Um, some people have certain leaning some ways, some the other ways. Now, where the Logic Party falls is, I think, um, I don't know where. I don't think we have a specific point on a grid. You know, the idea is just to take, um, you know, not to vote along party lines. It's to vote along human lines, compassionate lines, and also lines that actually make sense, both economically and make sense from a human perspective. So we don't have actually a platform. It's just what we are is a group of people that don't vote down the line because that's not how true progress happens. Um, So
0: that's a great sum summary of what, what we are about.
1: Yeah, so and I hope that
0: answers Christina's thing. Yeah,
1: and and that helps. And you know, if you look up uh, political compass memes, it's pretty funny, and everybody pokes fun at each other. And it's it's people that could be authoritarian left and people that could be libertarian right, polar opposites. They still make fun of each other, but it's so kind and good hearted It's the only time I've ever seen actually positive political discourse while people are rising each other.
0: It's great. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so with so on that note, everyone should keep. Join our party because it's the smartest one. (laughs) It's the logic party on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and uh, join in some. I love hearing these questions because challenging our thoughts makes us think more.
1: And this brings us to our hope fulfilled. Our final
0: segment of every episode. And this week, it, I am, Beyond excited to say we have talked a lot our, a lot about baseball in this in, the, in this show. We both love baseball, play fantasy baseball we're, we actually met him and I met. We, we our bromance started at a baseball game at a Dodger game um, at a Dodger game and uh, many moons ago. And so baseball's back. It's, it's back. The it best is-
1: news of this calendar year. Yeah, and we're only getting sixty games, but sixty games is so much better than zero. Um
0: And you're the uh, the Orioles even have hope in We have a chance
1: games. because there's no way we're losing a hundred this year, and <laughs> like, like, it's we have a chance. I am so excited. It's it's I I I literally I felt like crying tears of joy. Um, it's happening.
0: Um. This and, is the fulfillment we needed.
1: Yes. And we've been talking about it. And I, I honestly, this changes everything for me. Um, so hopefully the season goes off without a hitch. It's kids off without a hitch. I think the next thing we need to figure out is how we operate our fantasy baseball teams because shortened seasons, there's not going to be a design, uh, not going to be pitchers hitting as we all designated haters for both leagues. Um, I don't know how that's going to impact rotations. This and I'm, both of my baseball leagues are deep, long running decade, long running keeper leagues. So uh, this, I, I have as commissioner for one of them. I have a lot of work to do to figure out how to make <laughs> this fair. Um, so. We have,
0: I think, a three weeks or something like that until it starts. Three and a half weeks, yeah. so we have time. But the bottom line is, we're getting, we get something back that's like feels like America, yeah. the America that we we've like grown up with. I'm excited.
1: I'm. I'm I am too.
0: So that is excited. hope fulfilled. I'm. Aaron Wolf, the Aaron Wolf on Twitter and stuff. And I'm voting and for
1: Rohit with the number four on everything. And,
0: it, and if you want to see a lot of baseball tweets coming up, follow me, follow Rohit. We're going to be talking about that. And uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, until next time, we are The Hopeless Show. Dun dun dun. When the world seems gold and bleak and you just can't think anymore, here it comes, that glimmer of hope. A light shines through the dark. It's a hopeless show. We're and in a broken world. It's a hopeless show. We're
1: buried in a broken woe.